following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, it's we're going to stampede into this weekend. Mm-hmm. There we go. The first time the Dallas Cowboys took on the Buffalo Bills was 1971. It Mm. was a Cowboys stampede. 49-37 was the final score, and that game was played in Buffalo. I guess at Rich Stadium in Buffalo. 1971. Could this game be similar? (laughs) 49-37. You'll find out here at the end of a fabulous football fight song Friday edition of Mix Shots. Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tell them all of that, huh? We're gonna to give them our predictions, okay? Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna tell you whether or not it's gonna be at that high scoring. I think it's gonna be high scoring. I'm not sure it's gonna be forty nine thirty seven points. <laughs> I predict it's points. gonna rain. Okay. I'm gonna see the box score from that game. Well, I got it for you in a matter of moments. I'll call it up. Thanks (laughs) to Pro Football Reference. As a matter of fact, I think McCarthy should move up the Saturday to practice today and get outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got perfect weather conditions. That's not a bad idea. This is Buffalo weather right now. You know what, guys? Y'all need to stop. (laughs) See, these are guys that don't play football. They would say something like that. You don't want to practice in the rain? Heck no. Well, you know, honestly... There's a few guys out with some illnesses. Yeah. So yes. It's, it's the, the, the flu season or yeah. the cold season or something, so maybe stay Micah. away from the rain. It started with Micah, and it spread to the wide receiver room and the cornerback. Well, well judging uh-oh. judging from his interview yesterday, mm-hmm. he's fine. Yes. He, yes. Was back he, was, to, he was back he was in back Micah form. Micah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love the way he described Josh Allen. Oh, we, I, we had, we had, uh, make sure you read my column because I transcribed it. McCarthy says that um, Josh Allen reminds him of Brett Favre, and Micah says Josh Allen reminds him of who? Uh, that guy in the frat house that always wants to go out and get drunk. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would he say that? Because he, he said he, he just one of those guys that wants to have fun, it looks like to me. He said if he if if you're playing Bill Beer Pong, beer pong he'll eat the cup. Oh, wow. That's, Which reminded me he of must remember, know, he must know Josh. Remember going know back to Labor Day weekend and Micah was back at Penn State and there were a video that went viral they were playing beer pong and Saquon Barkley was there a week before the Cowboys played the Giants in the season opener and 
Micah was he wanted some of Saquon and beer pong, and I think he got his wish, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then a week later, he got some of him on the football field. He said, he said, he said, Josh, <laughs> Josh looks like a guy that I'd like to go to the bar and grill with. <laughs> the, the bar and grill. <laughs> That's good. We have some breaking news. And I thought this oh, would yes. happen last yeah, night. I, I was, I was it already happened. I thought it would happen it last night at halftime when it was 42 to nothing. But the Chargers have fired head coach Brandon Staley he, and GM Tom Telesco. Did you hear what he said when he was asked after the I game? Did. He goes, they asked him, do you think you're going to get fired? And he goes, I don't know. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I it was like, he, oh, he had a gut intuition it was going down. Sure, yeah, he did. Gut, I'm gut sure intuition. He, did. he could hear him breathing down his neck. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think you should be the head coach? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Like, well, okay. well, I mean, come on. What do you want? Yeah, to say? what is he gonna say? Yeah, well, right? you know, what do you want the guy to say? Don't, I can't you ask believe. those questions, and then the guy tries to give a brave answer, and you know, now people just say, no. I, oh, he's a quitter. Right. You know, so come on, everybody come. But still, to ask him that after getting whipped like right, that. Right, But you knew it once you well, saw this. Well, I remember the last press conference he had, they let somebody come back, and it was a close game. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, said, well, you know, you guys keep giving it up in the end because of your defense. And he, we have a good defense. You know, <laughs> I remember him saying that. So the famous last, famous last words. Zero at half last night when I checked. Mm-hmm. I think we ended up 49. There's, yeah, there's 42 nothing at halftime. It was 56 to nothing. 42 nothing at halftime. Third quarter. How does that happen? I just I just got tired of watching <laughs> so the, touchdowns. Did they? Well, here's how it. Ha- here's one way it happens. <laughs> now, uh, Easton Stick, the quarterback, only threw one interception of the game. They did cough up four fumbles. Okay, but when you think about it, what were the chances that Easton Stick was going to have any chance in a short week? Okay, Herbert gets hurt and Stick finds out basically on Sunday he's now the quarterback, and now you got a short week getting ready for a Thursday game and having never really played in the NFL and probably didn't get but one practice, even if, if that, that yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, people should have been jumping on the Raiders if they weren't already, even mm-hmm. even though it is the Raiders, the Raiders, just based on the quarterback situation in a short week. That's tough. Weren't they the ones that had trouble scoring last week? Yeah, they had a little trouble. What? They had yeah, it was it was scoreless and, and they, 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 they lost to Minnesota three nothing. Three they, nothing. they had a little yeah. trouble, just right. small. So they go from small zero to trouble. zero they to went, sixty-three. They, they went to, they went from zero to sixty in no time. Yeah, <laughs> that's some that get up and like go. Sounds like a car that. commercial. Yeah. Right. My car could go zero to sixty in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so did they promote Kellen Moore to? Well, that's what I was looking coach? up here. I haven't seen what the, what they've. I'll just search Kellen Moore and see if it comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, based they on followed, his, they well, the, based on their offensive performance last night, you know, Kellen did they, Moore. Did they talk about the general manager also being let go? Did you yes, say he that? Yeah, he's gone. Go. Yeah. 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 So. so while he's looking for that, we'll go back to practicing outdoors today. And the coach got the GM fired too. That's when you're bad. When you get. You take someone with you. You drag them down with you. That's a tough move. Okay, one a, reporter says they're assuming it will be uh, Kellen Moore. They'll announce it later on. So You finally got it. And we have news coming out of Buffalo, too. Hmm. Do tell. Micah Hyde heading towards probably IR with the next stinger that he had. Mm-hmm. So he is not playing. And also, how do I say it, Bill? Epineza? A.J. Epineza. He's out. Um, 
He, he made had, a big play early in that game, but only got four snaps because he got hurt. He <laughs> has a rib injury, hadn't practiced, and Sean McDermott announced both of those guys were out for this game. So, I don't know. That helps the Cowboys a little bit offensively, but the rain is still in the forecast. So, they practice the wet ball wet, drills yesterday. Wet footballs. And I made a point of saying footballs because <laughs> last night they had the SNL Christmas show and they showed their best ofs around Christmas. And you remember the skit on the balls? No, where are you going with this, Mickey? I wanted to make sure <laughs> after watching that that I said footballs and not just balls. Okay. Okay. All right, moving I have on. No idea what the talking about. You never, I think we're going to have to YouTube this on you the never, break so we know what's you've happening. You've never seen it, right? What's, the, what's it from? It's from a comedy show or something? SNL, Saturday oh, Night Saturday Live. Saturday Night Live. You mean, talking, you're not talking about Sweaty, are you? Yes. Ah, Very sweaty. good. Sweaty balls. It made yeah. me. They're it just made sweaty. Me. They're not, it's S-C-H-W. It wasn't, you know, it's it not S-W. It made me fall off the couch <laughs> laughing know. last night. And I, I said, note to Mickey, when we talk about wet tomorrow, it's wet footballs. <laughs> I remember that saying, yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's all the breaking news we have today. I love the way I'm just laying out. Let Mickey handle this. Yeah, right. Okay, Mickey. He's leaving you okay. hanging. Okay. Right. Savannah would never do that to me I, on this I, end. I, she, I handled, off I handled I it awfully about. well, too, by the way. You did? Okay. Yes. I, I tried to save you. What else is on your legal pad, Mickey? Um, <laughs> Joe Brady. Yes, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator Joe Brady, who took over a couple of weeks ago. Two of the three games that he took over, they put up 30-some points. Mm-hmm. Um, only 20 against Kansas City, 34 against the Eagles that got beat, and 32 against the Jets. So maybe he's tapped into something mm-hmm. right now. Um, so, yeah, I thought uh, Sean McDermott had a – uh, nice comment. He was talking about how teams, because I was looking at Stefan Diggs' numbers over the last three games, um, they haven't been all that great. He's had four catches against Kansas City, six against the Eagles, and four against the Jets. And he was talking about how teams make a, a note of taking him away mm-hmm. and then take their chances with everything else. Yeah, yeah. And somebody asked him about. Uh, uh, Gilmore having been taking on the top te- uh, receiver for other teams the last game and a half, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "He said I've got great admiration for his game uh, to play at such a high level for so long." Uh, he said, he, "He's he, the key thing is he's very aware." seems to know what the routes are that are coming. And I think we've talked about that Mm -hmm. before, that he kind of, by formation, kind of knows what he has to cut off and what's okay to Mm -hmm. let him have. And And this is familiar territory for him. You know, he's been here for a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this area, playing against Buffalo, right? You know, he's doing well. 
And so he's going should, first he should, round draft pick of Buffalo. He should 10 feel years very ago. at home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he goes up there. I don't think he'll be intimidated of the weather itself. Is, what's that? As we tease our picks to click later in the show, Stefan Gilmore kind of going back home. And mm, he's so under so consideration. Your picks to click will reflect that then. He, that he's, he's under consideration. He's always looking for an angle. Right, right, right. right Doesn't right. have anything to do with how they're playing, but. I would imagine that would help uh, Bland as well. Right. You know, I'm sure Gilmore would tell him some things. You know, hey, man, be careful here, be careful there. In a game like this, you know, don't let things get away from you early. You know, uh, if you can just hold things down, don't don't be so interception happy. You know, one thing about games like this, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a chess match, okay? It's not checkers. You know, you could try to jump that first out route but then if you miss that out route and it's an out and up, then you're looking at a 60, 70-yard play or a touchdown. Right. Well, then that adds fuel to the fire. So as a defensive back, you got to know how to keep that squashed. If they, if they catch a 15-yard play, it's just a 15-yard play. Don't get caught up in these personal battles because these are the kind of games where you got to keep your poise. Which is kind of what his mentality was uh, going up against uh, A.J. Brown, right? Caught, what do you have, seven, nine catches? Right, right. right. It was only, it wasn't you, even 100 yards. You don't, and then so you won't call that shutdown. Yeah. And to me, that's an overrated term. Okay. You can let a guy catch a 10 yard route, 12 yard route. That's not going to kill you. It's the 80 yard, it's the 60 yard that's going to kill you mm-hmm. that brings life to the party. You don't want any life to be brought to this party. You want to make sure and keep things boring for that offense. And so that means that don't give up nothing big early. But they've also, um, I noticed, been getting um, good production from James Cook. They're running that's back. That's right. That's been a noticeable difference here. In the Four last straight game. games of 100 yards from scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So they've been doing a better job. Throwing to him out of the backfield. Is game against Kansas City at 10 carries for 58 yards. Really good average per carry. And five catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. Where's he from? Uh, Georgia. It was Georgia. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, there's other things to worry about. And he's a guy that last year, I mean, he had Tony Pollard like 5.7 yards per carry last year uh, on just 89 carries, but 507 yards and 21 catches out of the backfield, eight and a half yards of reception. So it's almost like uh, they've finally unlocked the potential that James Cook always had. Of course, Dalvin Cook's younger brother. So now you see how important uh, Bell is going to be. It's going to be extremely important that he and and, uh, J-Ron play very well this game because they are going to do all they can to try and cross these guys up. And you're talking about Cook having the uh, 100 yards from scrimmage. Run El Pass. We have to make sure he stays contained. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be their workhorse, you know, and, and especially if the weather's bad, he's going to be the guy that they're going to try and use to cross up our young safeties. They saw how confused they were about three or four games back, and I'm not talking about just three or four. I mean, all three of those games, we had some problems with our safeties. Right. This past game, we did not. Right. I'm hoping they come to play the way they did in this past game against the Eagles. You know, you look back even early in the season, they had a couple of games early in the year. Now it was against Vegas and it was against Washington where they had, they won 38-10 and 37-3. to 
Cook in those games against Vegas, he had 17 carries for 123 yards mm. and four receptions for 36. And against Washington, 15 carries, 98 yards, a couple of catches for 14 more yards. And so – What's the offensive coordinator's name again? Joe Brady. Joe, Joe Brady. Brady's the former was, LSU offensive yeah, coordinator. Who went to Carolina. On our safeties. They didn't like him in Carolina. linebackers. Mm-hmm. He yeah. will concentrate on confusing them with whatever they can do with Cook. Trust me. So there you go. We got more. We got, we got him figured out. Okay. <laughs> right? Got more on uh, Josh. Done deal. Done deal there. Here's the other thing with their offensive line, and we'll go to break on this. Um, it is rare, and I haven't taken the time to do the research on it. They have not missed a start from their offensive linemen this year. Their really? offensive really? linemen yeah. have been healthy the entire season, mm-hmm. and in fact, even their backups. They've used, they've had active for every game the same seven or eight offensive linemen, and haven't haven't missed a start, or basically haven't missed a snap from their offensive line starters. It's and big. they may be the only team in the league that can say that. All right, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. 
The odds are out for the next Chargers head coach. <laughs> yes. Who do you think is at the top of the list? Kellen Moore. Bill? Mm-hmm. Bill's week? Uh, Bill Belichick. Very good. Savannah's on top of her game. Bill's week. <laughs> like uh, this Bill. is Bill's week. There's this lots of Bill's, Bill's week. And, That's right. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick listed as 3-1 to one odds to become the next Chargers head coach. Kellen Moore is 4-1. to one. Jim Harbaugh, 9-1. to one. Dan Quinn, 14-1. to one. And Lincoln Riley, 14 to 1. So there are some names for you. So Dan Quinn's got no better chance than Lincoln Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Who's had a better season? Well, Mm -hmm. a better couple of seasons. So, by the way, Bill, if you want to know about your five offensive linemen, yes. 100 percent, 100 percent, 98 percent, 97 percent, and 97 percent of the snaps of the starters. Left tackle Dion Dawkins, left guard Connor McGovern, the former Dallas Cowboy, center Mitch Morse, University the former of Missouri. Missouri Tiger, right guard rookie second round draft pick Osiris Torrance, and the right tackle, a product of eight man high school football in Iowa, Spencer Brown. Who is a six nine three hundred eleven pounder at right tackle? You think Micah can get around that edge quickly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Speaking of guys that can get around the edge, Will McClay did his little Telestrator segment for uh-huh. the coaches' show yesterday, and he showed Leonard Floyd bending that edge at six six two hundred and forty pounds with his four six speed, and he can still bring it around the edge. Four six. Mm-hmm. Jeez, 6'6". Yeah, yeah it's 6'6". <laughs> what a guy. Ran a 4'6 at the Combine. Where was he before? <laughs> well, he was drafted, and the Cowboys had interest in him. In 2016, he was drafted number nine overall by the Chicago Bears. That's right, the Bears. And then he went to the Rams uh, the last few years. He won a Super Bowl there? Yes, he was on the Super Bowl team. and uh, He's had now, he has nine and a half sacks this year, and it's now four straight years with at least nine and a half sacks. He's a load. He's coming, coming into his own now here in the last four years. So, are we worried about Dak in the pocket getting sacked? Potentially? Yes. Is that is that one of the biggest concerns for you guys this week? Well, at least the Epineza, Epin, mm-hmm. I got it, uh, isn't going to be there. So that's one of the guys that was tied for second most sacks with mm-hmm. six and a half. Mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd was coming off the left side, which would be Terrence Steele's side, right side of the Cowboys' offense. Help Greg him Russo. Out. Yeah, not, that, that's, that's, not, that's been our problem, right? We don't need to be brave. Yeah, the right side. And yeah. then you got a guy named Von Miller who also Damn, is in the rotation. Forgot there. about him. <laughs> so the, how, did I, how did I forget about that guy? <laughs> we haven't spoken about him all week. And then you got Ed Oliver as an inside rusher, <laughs> right? Um, who is also the ninth pick in the draft in – Four years ago. So uh, the the Buffalo News pointed out that uh, replacing Epineza would be Kingsley Jonathan would be the likely replacement. I'm not okay. familiar with his work. He was a college free agent last year. But Epineza was – he's basically in the rotation there. He got a lot of snaps. Right. He was but, kind of a, pass, yeah. a Dante Fowler type guy. Guys. Well, he's 6'5", 275 pounds. Yeah, okay, so round pick four years based ago. on what, what Savannah was saying, if I'm, bald, if I'm Buffalo, how do I want to attack Zach, uh, Dak? How do I want to attack him? 
do I want to sit back in the zone and watch him eat us alive, mm-hmm. uh, keep the score down, and play like North Carolina did, like Carolina did in regards to just playing back so far, keeping everything under control? Or do we want to come out and blitz him? Because if we come out and blitz him, we have a chance for turnovers. We have a chance for big plays on our defense. Do we want to play that way based on the weather in this game, based on the way Buffalo's offense is going to be playing? Do we want to counter, if I'm Buffalo, do I want to counter my offense with gambling and blitzing? Or do I want to play back, stay back and play in the zone and see if we can keep them from outscoring us? My thoughts on the subject, that you got to keep Dak from beating you because it's a hard chore to take care of the three receivers and Jake Ferguson. Uh, And so if you think you're going to cover that well, I think you got a problem. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm coming after him. Yeah. I want I want to make sure he doesn't beat me. We don't want him comfortable in the in the pocket. And that's yeah. McDermott style too. Yeah. Right? If yeah. I got a blitz, I'm blitzing. Yeah. As we talked about yesterday, they've got 42 sacks as a team yeah. and there's 14 different players who have sacks and so yeah, I think they'll try to come at all angles. Nice. You know, I uh I I was reading and they were giving me the five different things that the bills had to take care of and one of them was getting off to a fast start like not falling behind Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. we've talked about the cowboys getting a lead and Mm -hmm. making people play catch up well last night dawned on me it's like well how many points have the cowboys scored in the first half it's just less than 20 points a game in the first half Mm -hmm. and then i looked up uh buffalo buffalo they've only given up 18 point something a game. So the Cowboys were actually scoring more points in the first half than Buffalo had been giving up in the entire season in games. Uh, so something's got to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be interesting to see if they try to open up their offense to score. Uh, and it will be interesting to see who decides they if they win the coin toss. Are they taking the ball mm-hmm. or are they deferring? Mm-hmm. Because the stat from last year on the coin flip and what the teams do, 250 times last year, they deferred. Only 20 time, 22 times did they take the ball. But now, how many times did it work out? <laughs> I mean, you know. oh, that didn't have that. Well, right. I mean, you guys say see, many... everybody thinks, well, if, if I defer, then I can get two possessions double row, up at the end right? of the half but you're not guaranteed to get the ball you're at the not. end of the right. first half you're right you're not you never know what will happen <laughs> that's why that's I why think it makes no sense to me i don't even know i why track want that. the ball i'm <laughs> sorry i don't know why to track that crap <laughs> analytics yeah who cares i want the ball <laughs> i don't want to be behind five minutes in the game and i'm down seven nothing because i let them have the ball mm-hmm especially when you have offenses like these two who are the top two teams in the league on third down That's what on I was offense. They, they, Cowboys are number one, are Buffalo's so number two on third so down. So similar. Mm-hmm. They are so similar. I mean, firepower, quarterbacks, tight ends, wide receivers. I got a quarterback that's leading the league with 28 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I want the ball. Now theirs has got he's 35 got, total, including his rushing t- right. touchdowns. And he, they've got 25. Uh, yeah, 35 total. Except, except for injuries, uh, defensively, I think we match up 
very well also. I just think there needs to be a lot of running the ball. And yeah. it was the same thing against Philly. We had to establish more of the run game. Mm-hmm. You have to do the same thing in Buffalo because you have to confuse the defense. You don't want Dak passing the entire time. You need to run the ball, too. And, and even if they do, uh, they, if they're not successfully running the ball, just get it out there in space. You know, we'll take mm-hmm. the flare passes and things of that nature. The way we scored the touchdown, I can't remember who it was, but uh, just be able to get Pollard or uh, Dowling in space or even Ferguson to where that could be considered a running play. Right. We'll get five, six, seven yards on that, and that could be considered And that's a what they play. will do with Josh Allen. Yeah. The last three Same games, he's thing. run the ball 24 times for 128 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Well, then, Dak, at the same time, if you see an open space and you don't have anybody open. Go quickly. Go. <laughs> go quickly. I yeah. know he likes to wait, but that, that's when he gets in trouble, when he waits. Make up your mind. Either run it or pass it right away. And he's done very well with that. And very well at when he's not waiting, get out of the pocket mm-hmm. and throw the ball. Yes. Throw it on the mm-hmm. run because he's been pretty good at that. How about this? Against the Eagles, Joe Brady's offense, 505 total yards. They had 339 passing. But Josh Allen threw the ball 51 times in that. Now, I know it was overtime, mm-hmm. right? And they and did. That was, a, that was a rainy game, too. Right? It was. And, it it was, was. A, mm-hmm. and they had a, and just one possession mm-hmm. in overtime. But yeah, it ran for uh, touchdowns. Um, I mean, so it's it's hard to figure w- what they'll do because they'll get pass happy. Well, they're, they're going to, it's going to be a heavy dosage of Josh Allen. Heavy dosage, whether it's run or pass. The ball's going to be in his hands mostly. Micah, Micah pointed out that there's no sliding with him. No. He not. said he's dipping the shoulder mm-hmm. and he's coming right after you. So there's interception opportunities. <laughs> yeah, or fumble, maybe. If you can get a big guy like mm-hmm. that Good. to fumble, mm-hmm. right? The frat boy. <laughs> <laughs> he was so on his game yesterday. So on his game. And then they got him going on the on the not getting any holding calls. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, they go, they were saying something like, well, if you complain, maybe that makes it worse. And he goes, how can it be worse? <laughs> he goes, I'm not complaining, and I'm not getting holding right. calls. And if I complain, right. I'm not still not getting holding calls. So I mean, the, the nothing referee nothing had to, might as well complain. That referee had to feel like, crap, I forget the game. I mean, clearly he was being just – Drag down. Well, the one the guy wrote his back to the the quarterback. And that's when he was fussing at the ref. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ref had to be like, okay, calm down, bro, because you're embarrassing me. (laughs) (laughs) I know I missed it. Everyone knows I missed it in the arena. He called the game and he said, you're playing in Buffalo. This is going to be an extreme game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he compared the Buffalo fans to Packer fans, too. That's Uh, a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. That Good they're very loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they involved are very in the loyal. game. They want. Yeah. The, they got the jumping in the stands. And as the I tables, said, you yeah. jump on oh the tables. Yeah. They're still bristling <laughs> over crazier, those back-to-back than... Super Bowl losses. They, too. Yeah, they right? might be a little more <laughs> more out there than the Green Bay fans. Yeah, the Green Bay fans. They're not jumping on tables. The Green Bay they're fans just, just wear like the cheese right, blocks right, for right. the you know. But they're not jumping yeah. on tables or getting on top of the RVs and mooning the bus as we mm-hmm. left that one year. That was Green Bay? No, it was Buffalo. Buffalo. Yes. Okay. 
You missed that, huh, Bill? <laughs> I've never been to Buffalo. you never been? I've never been Have there. you never been to Niagara Falls? Uh, nope. I've been to Toronto. I've been to Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah twice. In, in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, these guys were talking about going in the TV department, going before the game on Sunday. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> I said, you're going to take Falls? that chance of something going wrong? Oh, we're just going to Uber. I said, well, what if you don't get an Uber ride? Well, it's a 425 start. I said, have at it. I've, yeah. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Coming up next. Oh, no. <laughs> it's our prediction. Did you give this a lot of thought? I have given it some. See? I'm still still pondering it, though. I haven't come down to my, we'll know here in a matter of moments what our big predictions and picks to click are mm-hmm. for our trip to Niagara Falls this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To mixed shots. Demarcus Lawrence is the Dallas Cowboys nominee for the 2023 Walter Payton yeah. NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide. Help Tank raise funds for Dak Prescott's Faith Fight Finish Foundation by casting your vote on NFL.com slash Man of the Year or tweet your support using the hashtag 
WPMOY challenge. Voting ends on January 8th. Vote for Tank. Tank. All right. Marcus Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dak's up for the Sportsmanship Award. I saw that. Mm -hmm. Rooney? Yes, the Rooney's Sportsmanship Award. I didn't even know that was out there. What hasn't he won? Yeah. Well. Well. (laughs) (laughs) There is one thing. But the Cowboys are on their road to that. We're, yeah, thing. we're ever since. What I meant was, that. as an individual, <laughs> God, guys, jeez, so me. Hey, we're very literal here. To Dallas versus Buffalo, <laughs> and the first time the Cowboys ventured to Buffalo, New York, it was War Memorial Stadium, second to last year of that venerable old stomping ground. And the Cowboys won 49-37. Everson asked the question, what how happened was, in that game? How was the game? box score? Yeah. I got the box score called up. Calvin Hill, 22 carries, 84 yards, and four touchdowns in that game. Walt Garrison, 16 carries, 78 yards, and a wow. touchdown. It was a game started by Craig Morton at quarterback. He was 10 out of 14 for 221 yards and two touchdowns. That was easy. Right. And the Cowboys intercepted Dennis Shaw three times. Chuck Halley, Leroy Jordan, and Charlie Waters with interceptions in that Chuck. game. Chuck. What about uh, Bob Hayes? Was he in the game? Uh, Bob Hayes, yes. He had two catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Of course. <laughs> Mike Ditka had two catches for 35 hey, yards. Hey. Two for 91. Probably one <laughs> One of them was for 91. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, the most notable player for the Buffalo Bills was a guy by the name of O.J. Simpson, mm. who had 14 carries for only 25 yards. Shut him down. Yeah, he must have been young. Must have been a young, young OJ. Well, it was 1971. Young juice. There you go. A trip down Cowboys Bills memory lane. But our most memorable Cowboys Bills game would be the 2007 affair, right, Mickey? Yes. Which was a Monday night game where Tony Romo threw not one, not two. You ain't got time for that. Not three. Not four, but five interceptions. Two of them returned for touchdowns. Wait, how many in the first half? I think they all were. I think they all were in the first <laughs> no, half. No, I this think so. Bad, I this is going that. down a memory lane that isn't great. No, it's about to turn for you. Yes, it is. Okay. Young, young Savannah, it's about to turn for you because the Cowboys were trailing with 16 seconds left in the game. They, mm. they get a kickoff, and they were complete two passes, and then Nick Folk. Kicks a 53-yard field goal to win the game, 25-24. Crazy, 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 crazy. How about that, Cowboys-Bills memory? 13-3 season. Wasn't that Mm -hmm. crazy? I remember watching it. Cowboys went 13-3 and and then went to Cabo. Does it have who had the (laughs) interceptions? The Giants came in and kicked out. Uh-huh. The interceptions in that game. Oh, they said that line, linebacker. Well, I get it. Oh, for the for the seven game. That, that was the year that Eli. Uh, right. That was the year that, that they went all the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They went through Green Bay. Came through Dallas. Hold on a second. Bay. I'll have to fast forward beat, beat to 2007. With the interception I was talking about yesterday. They were playing, as I remember, they were playing like a Tampa two, Buffalo. Yeah. And they were dropping the linebackers. 
deep. Mm-hmm. And Romo insisted that he could throw over the linebacker but before the safety. Mm-hmm. And they kept intercepting the ball. And he kept yeah. trying <laughs> until the second half. And then he figured out, okay, I can't do that. We're going to have to throw shorter routes. So he's – He's smarter now in the booth. Yeah, was that he in was Buffalo? Then as a it was in, in Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, yeah, it was a Monday night game in Buffalo. And your question was, it was uh, Buffalo led 17-10 to 10 at the half. George Wilson had a uh, 25-yard interception return to start the game for the Bills, 7-0. And Chris <laughs> Kelsey had an interception in the End zone. What? Oh, so in the in the end zone. I guess he Romo was throwing out of the end zone, and Chris Kelsey picked it off in the end zone for a touchdown. Seventeen yeah. seven. I think that was just like a ten yards return or something. Mm-hmm. Folk yeah. kicked a field goal to end the first half to make it seventeen to ten. Terrence McGee for Buffalo had a 103-yard kickoff return for a touchdown to make it 24-13. I don't want that kind of game in the week. third Jeez, quarter. And then the Cowboys rally in. The fourth, a folk field goal, then a Patrick oh, – here, here's what – I don't remember this part of it. Cowboys re- recovered an onside kick, I guess. Well, they had to to catch up. Okay, right? that was what it was. Romo to Patrick Creighton with 20 seconds left in yes, the game. Yes, Made it – and then they went for two. It made it 24-22. Went for two. It failed. Then it was the onside kick. That set up the Nick Folk 53-yard wow. field goal. So, Buffalo, they didn't know it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Real funny. Come on, man. You didn't know it was coming? I, I, if I, I mean, re- come on. It was the last time that an Jeez. onside kick was, was successful coming? until the watermelon kick. That was, that was the watermelon kick. That was Folk, oh, Folk's rookie year. An onside kick. Jeez. Yeah, well, didn't I didn't even think that of that. <laughs> so anyway, so folks, rookie year, it probably had to be. It's had to be years right? ago. Uh, all right, so first time he had tried an onside kick, if I remember. Wow. So, so they got the onside kick, recovered by Tony Curtis, backup tight end. Tight end Curtis. Practice these days. You gonna practice onside kicks? All right. As a kicker. So the Cowboys get the <laughs> you ball got with nothing else to do all day. Cowboys get the ball with 18 <laughs> well, seconds might have left. Practiced it. <laughs> 18 seconds left. Buffalo 47-yard line. It was like a 23-yard a onside kick. They From their own 30, it was recovered at the Buffalo 47. Must have been one so of those. It was one of those. The top yeah. And, yeah. And mad race for it. Yeah. Okay. So it was an incomplete pass to T.O. And then with 13 seconds left, second and 10, complete to Barber for four. That got him to the 43. And then uh, – Eight yards to Patrick Creighton uh, to the 35-yard line with two seconds left. On comes Nick Folk, 53-yard field goal. See you later, Buffalo, 25-24. We're leaving. Let's go. And go ahead and – I'm watching that on YouTube. And Munis, and Munis <laughs> on I the leave, way – When I leave out of here. Munis on the <laughs> way out, too, the by the way. Entire game All right. on YouTube. Hurry. Hurry. and pick to click. All right. I like that uh, narrative you just had. Uh, I'm going to go with Cowboys 33-30. Speaking of game-winning field goals, Aubrey is going to kick the game winner to put the Cowboys over the stop. 33 right. points. That means right. How long is that field goal going to be? You got to pick up the longest, longest field goal. All right. Uh, it's gonna be, the weather's going to be bad, so I'm going to say 41 yards. So 
So you're thinking four field goals. He goes four for four on field oh, goals. Oh, I don't know about field goals. We could well, we could go we for two 20. pointers. We, we could, could go for two could pointers. Could miss an extra point. Yeah. The easiest way so to much. get to 33 would be three touchdowns and four field goals. Yeah, that so. would be the easiest way. But okay. we don't do things easy around here, William. <laughs> 41 yarder for a winner. All right. Savannah, Georgia. And your pick to click is? Uh, Aubrey. Aubrey. Yes. Okay. Okay. I just want to note that this is a must-win game mm-hmm. for the Bills. They are fighting Uh-oh. for a She's going to pick the Bills. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. I'm mad at it. Not mad. Let's However, go. However, <laughs> we are bringing the heat on defense. Mm-hmm. So I am going with the Cowboys winning 30-24. to 24. Micah Parsons for my click to pick with two sacks. Gotcha. gotcha. Two sacks. And what will be the longest field goal in the game? Bill, oh, you yeah. inspired me. We're going with 53. Oh, 53. There 53. you go. 53. All right. I like that. All right. I've got the Cowboys winning 24-20. And my pick to click will be Donovan Wilson. Mm. And the long, the longest field goal will be 45 yards. What's the, what's the score again, Spank? Uh, 24-20. 20, 24-20. Yeah. That's right. And the longest field goal is what? 45 yards. 45. Okay. What was your pick to click? Donovan Wilson. Oh, nice. I I got Dono. I hope so, baby. Okay. All right, Bill. All right. I am going with a high-scoring affair, not quite 49-37. How how long was the field goal? 45. 45. 45. Gotcha. Okay. I'm going to go 40-37, Cowboys. (laughs) And the longest field goal will be a 50-yarder from one Brandon Aubrey. One of four field goals for him. So there would be four touchdowns and four field goals. And in honor of the great Calvin Hill, (laughs) Tony Pollard Mm. is my pick to click. And I'm not going to say he's going to score four touchdowns, but I'll half that. I'll give him two touchdowns. Nice. 100 yards? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hundred. We're going hundred yards. You know, Pollard has shown a little uh, some has. burst there yes, uh, once yes, he gets sir. to that second level yes, that I've yes, enjoyed has. seeing here in the last mm-hmm. few weeks. He's actually run over a few people. Yes, he has. Yep. So, uh, how how long was the field goal? Fifty yarder. Uh, yeah. By Aubrey to win the game after an onside kick in forty to thirty seven, in honor of Nick Folk. <laughs> I got I got the longest one, fifty three. You do, yes. That's right. In honor of Nick Folk. That's right. Exactly. This is the Nick Folk game. <laughs> no, that was the Nick Folk game, right? The What's 25-24 game. Yeah. Since we've mentioned Nick Folk so much here. Okay. I think he's still kicking for somebody. He is. Yeah, he is. Yep. He's still kicking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All Ageless right. position. Do you have a, a parting mix shot? Because we haven't run over today for some reason. We have. Oh, no, we haven't. Oh, gosh, we we got to stretch it out. We got to come up with something. (laughs) Yeah, based on our standards, yeah. Uh He's pondering a parting mix shot here. He's trying to think of one other thing Micah Parsons would have said that was just absolutely You're making an appearance in Buffalo? I don't believe we are. Oh. I don't like know if that, know that was a. It was a not a, a big destination game for the no, Cowboy fan. No, not to go to Buffalo in, in December. December. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just remember though, when you're watching the game, and I think it's on 
the Bills sideline, so the TV camera is probably facing that way. When you see all this red up in the stat stadium, that, that's they're under the deck. They have heating lamps up there oh. to keep the sweet people or the club people warmer. When so that's they where Mickey watches stadium. <laughs> no, I bet the press box is cold. I remember going to Green Bay and the press box was cold. Why? Because they didn't have much heat in Lambeau Field. Stupid. I yeah. Mean, come on, man. Golly. Certain things are just They heated the field, but sense. they really didn't heat the press box. Mm -hmm. Or going to Philadelphia and they'd leave the window open in the visitor's press box because the camera had to have an open window. Mm. So they would leave it open. And then the cameraman would leave and it was still open. You know, they treat you guys like crap. They did. And y'all just take Deservedly it. Deservedly so. Y'all just take it. <laughs> <laughs> they just take it. <laughs> I'm beginning to regret asking Mick for a parting Mick we're shot. We're done. That yeah, was we're good. Done. I, think we're, we're done. I think we're done. It's because people right. are going to wonder why it's red up there. Okay. And so the Cowboys will still be in. Will they be all alone? No. The Eagles play. By the way, the Eagles play on Monday night at Seattle. So the Cowboys on Monday, by Sunday night, could be all alone in first place if Seattle in the wins. NFC East. Now, I'm saying before that game is played, oh. the Cowboys will have a half-game yep. lead. Yeah, could because be all alone in first place. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Just and so this is in the season now, right <laughs> and, after the game. And having clinched a playoff spot. <laughs> That's right. Clinch wow. a playoff spot. And we've got an NFL triple header tomorrow, by the way. You got three games to watch on the NFL Network wow. starting at noon tomorrow. Oh. Hey. Saturday full of football. Yep. Nice. It's like old times. I love it. And I love it. UIL state championships at AT&T Stadium. Oh, look up the right. score. What's Anna, Anna doing? Anna was up 26 nothing at halftime. Mm. So Good for Foster. For yep. And then uh, you got Alito playing tonight. And you've got South Oak Cliff playing at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Duncanville, I think, is the 3 o'clock game. And then tomorrow night, DeSoto. And unfortunately, they're all on Bally Sports. Then, unfortunately. That's Why right. is that unfortunate? Because we can't some see of it. us don't get Bally Sports. Mm. We are stubborn in our ways, and we're not changing. <laughs> so that's a personal thing? Yes. <laughs> I, so, gotta, I have to get the story on that one of these days. We weren't able to watch the Rangers <laughs> until they finally made the postseason. Mm -hmm. Okay, that does it for this edition of Mix Shots, and we will shout at you again on Monday when the Cowboys will be all alone in first place in the NFC East. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!